0: today about how the mind is like a web browser window which is exactly what the web browser people want that's what they they modeled it after you know and operating systems as well how does the mind work how does it like to categorize things what is it like to have available what is it like to have put away and over time you know these systems have uh, become to work more and more like different types of minds, even. Like you can have, you know, your computer, your desktop, be really spare, really simple, or you can have it like mine. (laughs) I'm one of those people that when my husband looks at my laptop and the browsers and the number of them, and (laughs) how they're organized, he goes, (laughs) oh is that what your mind is like (laughs) you know in the reality it is um I like to have things uh, kind of available but organized Uh, but there's a lot going on
1: (laughs) and you know I come into a space like this it's really lovely to have Um, this available
0: every week. I know that I can sit with other people in my tradition uh, for a period of time every week. It's available. Uh, But I show up here with, you know, at least one uh, window open and a few tabs in it already. And then, you know, walk in here and Oh, I owe Tom an email, another tab, you know, and I haven't seen Doug in quite a while, another tab, you know, and Jim and I really need to get to the Hermitage, another tab, and pretty soon, (laughs) it's, you know, by the time I'm kind of bowing to the altar, everything's full again. So that's why I appreciate um, the bit of ritual that we do before meditation people who haven't been here before or aren't familiar with our tradition or aren't particularly religious, you know, sort of can sometimes wonder about that ritual part, you know, the bowing and the lighting of incense and candles and even the giant (laughs) Buddha image. What's the point of all this? You know, at at my Zen center, there's a few rocks, (laughs) If you've come here from Zen, you know, you might have, my first experience of meditation or maybe second, I uh, was sitting in a place in a, in a, in a, you know, white room with some cushions around the edge, uh, basketball court at one end, <laughs> as the people who uh, ran it had a teenage boy. So when it wasn't a meditation uh, space, then it was all, it was a basketball court and there is a simple altar with a few rocks on it. So why can't we sit in a room uh, with a simple altar with a few rocks on it? Well, we can, but everything that we uh, use to settle the mind, to come into the space, to begin the meditation, uh, they're all just tools for the memory. Uh, to remind us what we're here for you know just like seeing you reminds me of something and seeing you reminds me of something um, turning around, turning away, in this direction uh, reminds me of something else. It reminds me um, that uh, I can settle down I can settle in. Um, I can aspire to. <clears throat> I can set down what I brought here with me and pick up something else altogether. Now, when we walk into a place like this, we're bringing the world with us. Now, I don't know about you, but I've got like dinner tonight and also, you know, a few unhappy memories from fifth grade, like all (laughs) bouncing around (laughs) in the same space. (laughs) We don't really ever. Um, set things down completely it takes a long time to do that to really let go completely of our perceptions and our memories and our ideas and our reminders Um, we can get closer and closer and closer as we go you know as we practice as we kind of um pull that continuity of mindfulness into our daily life. Uh, but for most of us, there's still a few like uh, pebbles rattling around, you know, in our shoe, really at all times. And so things like like ritual can help us um,
1: remember what else we want to bring to the fore. So, like, for example, um,
0: in our tradition, on an altar, you see a Buddha image, you see candles, usually, sometimes incense uh, and flowers. And so um, the incense is a reminder of one pointed concentration. It's a reminder that we can bring our concentration to one point, so that like fiery bit at the end. Uh, we can really <clears throat> gather the mind in a, in a strong way that benefits us at all times. So that one-pointed concentration, that uh, strong uh, gathering of the mental
1: faculties. <sighs> um, candles are uh, a reminder of
0: uh, flowers are a reminder of kind of this integrity like a purity you know what we call in this tradition Sila so this uh, brightness and an ability to respond uh, in a kind way in a useful way um, in a uh, in an appropriate way, so you know, in our tradition, we kind of many of us take take the precepts together. So not to kill other living creatures, not to take what is not given, you know, not to lie, etc. Kind of a basic like moral framework. And um, you know, flowers are this uh, reminder of that the beauty of that the 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 purity of that. Uh, And um, the candles are a reminder of wisdom, you know, that we we do want to bring um, wisdom into the world, that we want to uh, be mindful, that we want to be learning, that we want to be uh, taking our experiences and uh, really uh, kind of transforming them into something that will uh, be to our benefit and to the to the benefit of all beings, really. Uh, sort of the Eightfold Path of the Buddha, you know, laid out this kind of path and it, culti- it, it culminates in uh, the wisdom factors. So the ability to <clears throat> see things as they really are, as they um, uh, that they're, you know, uh, impermanent, sort of temporary, uh, and that we don't have to cling to all these things around us. So all these tabs open, well, they're going to open. <laughs> Do I need to keep them open? Do I need to pay attention? Do I need to, you know, create a story about
1: all of them? No, I can just see it, you know, and then, uh, Set them aside for later in a more appropriate time. Some things are urgent and
0: important. Some things feel urgent, but they're not important. Uh, some things can wait a couple of days. Some things don't actually need to come back at all. And we can just notice that what comes up in the mind and what we need, you know, to keep there or bring back. <clears throat> and as we practice um, this continuity of mindfulness comes up in our lives and we spend more time kind of in the present recognizing what needs to happen right now but what needs to happen pretty soon what we can let go of and as uh, so we begin to move kind of
1: um, in a way that is more in tune with nature with the way things are The Buddha uh, is a
0: reminder of the potential that we have. So uh, the potential to be awake to the way things are, to um, be fully mindful, to uh, ultimately let go of what we don't need to hang on to. To set down um, some of our stories, uh, the Buddha is a reminder of the potential uh, of really
1: complete happiness, a happiness that is not conditioned by other things. And those reminders that uh, you know bring up bring up the
0: tabs in our in our minds browser. Uh, you know, the Buddha called those aggregates, right, or heaps, really, is the term, khandas, heaps, just categories of things. And, um, you know, he said that we're constantly kind of impinged on by our own uh, thoughts, <laughs> by our own, you know, things that we feel, um, by things that we see around us, by Forms, you know, items. Really, uh, we I'm pinched on by our perceptions of things. Oh, I see, I see Jane, and I like Jane. Like that's <laughs> that's my perception of Jane. Yeah, but if Jane were to like do something <laughs> really off, <laughs> the next time I saw Jane, I might think, oh, well, you know, I'm <laughs> medium on Jane. And our, <laughs> we do that all the time. We categorize, we draw near, we push away. You know, we decide how to respond to things around us and even in our own minds um, uh, based on, you know, our perceptions of those things, you know, how we've been slighted, how we've been, how we've experienced kindness. Um, how someone else is behaving in the world or maybe not
1: people. Maybe it's a, you know, just kind of things like, like the glass on that altar. (laughs) So smudged, (laughs) you know, not a big deal, but if you're
0: someone who doesn't like smudges, you might notice it. It might open a tab,
1: you know, it might begin to impinge on your, Um, continuity of mindfulness. Does it need to? No. Could you clean it? Yes.
0: No, but not right now. So that's one for later. And we, you know, as we practice and sit in meditation and bring, you know, the body into focus, what we're doing with that, what we're doing by making the body our mind's focus is we're practicing noticing all those things without responding to them. That's what it is. That's what meditation is. It's practicing noticing all those things without responding to them. So um, because the expectation here in a group anyway is to sit quietly, so we're not going to get up and, like, say, you know, yell at the guy outside for revving his engine. Uh, You know, we're not going to get up and shut the window if there's birds. There used to be like a trove of birds up here that would only start squawking, you know. (laughs) It seemed. (laughs) Bell rings, birds (sighs) squawk. And not only are we not going to get up, deal with the birds, deal with the engine, deal with the weather, the temperature, it's kind of chilly, you know, but once we're seated, In meditation, we're not probably going to get up and even go get a blanket. No, we've made a commitment to be with conditions as they are. That's what sitting is. That's what being in a group like this especially is. We've made a commitment to ourselves and to others to be with the conditions as they are. Obviously, if something needs our attention, then we get up and we handle it, you know. But for the most part, we're safe here. It's a good enough conditions. It's good enough weather.
1: Got great support from others, um, and we can be with things as they are. And that also extends to, you know, our mind.
0: So we're not going to deal with the birds, but more distracting than the birds are those memories. You know. The planning, the regrets, the things that just kind of come up when we're sitting quietly. We don't need birds (laughs) to distract us. (laughs) We've got our own brains uh, that are at work all the time trying to trip us up. And so that's why we recommend or one of the ways to meditate uh, with some success is by making the body the mind's tension.
1: So we can observe what's happening. It's very physical, you know, my face is kind of like
0: this. I've got my smiling muscles engaged. um can observe what's happening in, in my face. And then as Ajahn Chah says, you know, know it, and let it go. So the face comes to a stillness. And when the muscles come to a stillness or when the muscles relax, I don't mean go slack, but relax, or even
1: open, then the mind relaxes, you'll notice. The muscles relax, and for
0: a moment, the mind relaxes. It's very, um, it's just completely intertwined biologically so we can do that and then we can go to the shoulders which often have quite a lot of yeah kind <laughs> of yeah big problems right here
1: <laughs> the weight of the
0: world you know a lot of tension uh some of us kind of are like this all the time we don't even notice it you know but if we drop them and sit up and let the face follow and for a moment the mind is clear it's very intertwined. And so we can use that time in, in meditation to practice our skills of observing without picking up a story, oh, my shoulders are like this because I spent too much time at work this week and I really need to less or more or whatever, and I should probably get to the doctor. I mean, it just goes, you know, in a spiral.
1: But what we're practicing in meditation is notice that. And release it. And then when we release it, we can notice again. Well, how does that feel? Hmm, that's pretty good. Or it's
0: different, or it's interesting. Buddhists, we say things are interesting with a capital I. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. My kids say that. Oh, that's interesting. I'm like, no. <laughs> Don't you pull that's interesting on me. <laughs> <laughs> I invented that.
1: that's interesting. <laughs> Usually means I don't like something. That's interesting <laughs> Yeah. And so then doing that with the whole body, you know.
0: And then again, or, you know, bringing the attention through the whole body and then kind of holding the body as a whole in one's attention. Coming back, coming back. And then we just have that, we have that encouragement that anchors us. I'm not just doing nothing. You know? I'm not just trying to get rid of my thoughts, I'm not just wasting my time.
1: I'm knowing, I'm knowing what's happening. I'm observing what's happening. And I'm letting it go. I'm letting go, letting the muscles go.
0: Letting the thinking go. Letting the stories go. And if you do that over and over and over and over in the space of
1: 45 minutes or 45 years, (laughs) you get pretty good at it. It starts to come natural. It feels
0: calmer to be in the world, not so impinged upon by the aggregates by
1: those thoughts, feelings, forms, perceptions. And things start to become clearer. The sand sifts to the bottom of the river. So it's worth, I think, remembering in our meditation practice that that's all we're doing.
0: We're observing, we're letting go, we're seeing things as they are, setting aside the stories and it's practice.
1: It's practice for the big step. for the deaths and the separations. frustrations. Even the great joys, you know, we can treat them all kind of the same. See it. Let go of it, to just be in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs>